Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Um, I don't know what is going on with our stories today, but it definitely didn't read them all the way through. So <laughs> enjoy. Okay. It's going to be a... Look, there was not a lot of interesting news this week, I got to say. Okay. Even on food and wine, especially on food look, and wine. Sometimes food and wine fails you. I felt betrayed this week by Food & Wine because sometimes there are multiple stories on that website. I feel like... Uh, I feel like they know we're looking. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I had to do mini, I also... There was zero stories. They know now. Yeah, they're like, fuck those bitches. <laughs> we're just going to do basic-ass food stories. There's nothing weird or interesting or about Taco Bell. Right. Like, just like... <laughs> they knew. Yeah. They know. This is from the Columbus Dispatch. Wow. The queen of the Bratwurst Festival in a northern Ohio city has been stripped of her crown. <gasps> and both the dethroned royal and the festival organizers have retained legal counsel. Oof. There's, I love... Okay, first of all, being queen of the Bratwurst already. That's you. Is a, and it's a great honor. Oh, you're not queen of the Bratwurst? Uh I mean, I don't even know if I've had a bratwurst, but I would love to be queen of any sausage. Yeah. It's a, it's a great thing. Being the sausage queen. Being the sausage queen. This sounds like a John Waters script, but to, to sue over something like that, that's where it goes next level. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to care that much. No. <laughs> it's not cool. But I kind of respect it. I absolutely respect it. Abigail Brockwell was expected <laughs> to inaugurate this year's book. Cyrus Bratwurst Festival, August 18th, with the ceremonial first bite of sausage. Wow. They, at this festival, they open the festival with a f- the first bite of sausage. Is Bratwurst the one that's kind of beige? Yes. Okay. It's the one that's... <laughs> it's like white. It's like the white yeah. sausage. I don't think I've ever had that one. I have. Is it like garlicky? No. Is it plain? It tastes like beige. Okay. Please don't at me, German people. I'm very sorry. I bet you there's good ones. You know why I've had them? <laughs> My dad's made them before. Oh, I mean, people love brats, right? You put them on the grill. My dad's of German ancestry. So and he loves those brats. He, <laughs> I guess so. I don't know what it is. I feel like... I feel like there was this phase my dad went through when I was very young where we like had bratwurst at the house. I feel like I have had them, but it's 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 been like one time or something. Yeah. Not something I purchased, but someone was making them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. They're they're good. I don't dislike them at all. I I think actually what I had was someone bought them and made them for breakfast. Oh weird. Yeah, they bought them and they're like, let's make like waffles and bratwurst. No, or that doesn't go together. 
I can't remember. That's Waffles my memory. Like they were making breakfast foods. Like, so it was like <laughs> eggs and they just made like tons of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some people like to do a big breakfast where it's like five elements. Yeah. I'm not like a huge breakfast eater. I have small breakfast. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's like my memory. Someone was like, I got these bratwurst. And I was like, okay, I'll try one. So, but the, when the bratwurst was delivered to the stage, it was first runner up. Natalie Stover, who was in place to fulfill the queen's duties of the three-day festival. So everyone was stunned. This, this is like supposed to be the opening of the festival. The queen, the reigning queen, is about to take her first bite of sausage to uh, start the festivities. But a different woman walked out in her place. Why? Well, because the original sausage queen was stripped of her title. But Why? An annual summer tradition <laughs> in Buxyrus since 1968, hmm. the festival includes rides, food, vendors, music, three parades, and contests, from bratwurst eating to longest pigtails. Okay. Traditionally, a new queen is crowned on the first night of the event. Brockwell, 21, was crowned in 2021 and was expected to reign over this year's festivities, but she was removed from her throne 10 days before the start of the 2022 festival. Brockwell attended a luncheon hosted by another festival in violation of the Bratwurst Festival Board's instructions. That is an official board. How the hell would you know? (laughs) According to a letter from board president Adam... Heinlein. At a royalty travel meeting, August 3rd. Royalty? (laughs) This is so serious. Wait, what state is this? Ohio. Oh, God. The queen and her court were told that they were to stop attending other festivals around the state as representatives of the Bratwurst Festival, Heinlein stated. The letter stated queen's actions and behaviors while at other festivals towards each other and other festival royalty quote, did not properly represent the festival. It is not clear what actions prompted the travel ban. So did she do something bad at one of these festivals, other festivals she attended? She, like, flashed her pussy. (laughs) Like, what do you do? Yeah, what could she have possibly done to get her title stripped? This is crazy. This is, like, one of those things where you're like, I didn't read all those rules. Like, you know, they, you're like, you signed it. Right. And it's like, I didn't fucking, I thought it was just fucking be the bratwurst queen. <laughs> like, what else, what other requirements do I have? Like, why are there bylaws? This is like more strict than Miss America. I agree. Like, this is insane. This is crazy. Court members, like the fact that they're calling them court members, that this is like a royal thing. Yeah. The fact that they refer to them as royalty bonkers. <laughs> Court members asked if they could travel on their own to other festivals and were told they could do so provided they did not present themselves as festival representatives and did not wear their dirndls, crowns, or sashes. They were, they were to wear regular clothing, so they couldn't wear any, like, German How many festivals clothes. are there for sausage? <laughs> Heinlein's letter states that they were explicitly told not to attend any luncheons, quote, as luncheons are events reserved exclusively for visiting royalty and are not open to the general public. <sighs> Both Brockwell and the festival board agree that she attended a Queen's luncheon at the Baltimore Festival on August 6th. So she crossed state lines. Wow. 
What they disagree on is whether she was there in her official capacity as queen. The Bratwurst Festival Board of Directors contends she was. I would literally watch a, a documentary on this. Because <laughs> these people have too much time on their hands. I'm this, sorry. This is a lot. This, is, this, is, this isn't even their full-time job, probably. It's probably just like a side thing. And they're putting way too much energy into it. Did I tell you about when I was a teenager... Like everyone knows I worked at the Renaissance Fair as a teenager, but the second year that I worked there, I joined a guild. No. And the guild stayed active after the fair was over, like in the off season. So I got for years, I got emails like, cause the guild would get together for like, like, you know, parties and stuff. And like, but like, like dressed Luncheons. up parties, luncheons. Yeah. Were you like in the blacksmith guild? <laughs> It was, it was called the Guild of St. George. It was just like a royal family that I was a part of. I was a servant. What? <laughs> well, it, was part, it was part of the fair. Okay. But I'm, what I'm saying is they took the, those activities outside of the fair. Right. And they all got together, except for me. I was like the one person in the guild who didn't participate. In, did they invite you? Yeah. I got emails from them for years. Were you, if, you, if you showed up, would you have to serve? I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good question because I think they all stayed in character right. at these like after hours events oh my God. that they did. But I was a teenager. I was like, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm going to a party. Yeah. I'm not going to the fucking guild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of reminds me of this. Yeah. It's like this whole weird world that I, I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. So it says, what does dethroned Bratwurst Queen Brockwell say happened? Well... On August 24th, Brockwell's lawyer, E. Roberta Wade, released a copy of the letter that the board gave her client to officially notify her of her removal. I'm not reading all that, but here's some excerpts. By attending the Baltimore Festival, Queen's Luncheon, you took the palace... Oh, you took the place of a royalty court member who was designated as an official representative of the Bratwurst Festival, the board's letter states. This negatively impacted the representative and image of Bratwurst Festival, Inc. They don't have any image. (laughs) (laughs) Brockwell confirmed to the Telegraph Forum that the luncheon was attended by the Bratwurst Festival princess and her mother. So there's a princess? Madison Kent, daughter of Crawford County Sheriff Scott Kent and his wife Kimberly, was the festival's 2021 princess, according to previous reports. Brockwell contends she made it clear to everyone at the luncheon that she was not representing the Bratwurst Festival. They wrote my name down and wrote visitor underneath it, and we paid with our own check, Brockwell told a Telegraph Forum reporter on Wednesday. Wade, who was representing Brockwell and her parents, provided a copy of the personal check and a letter from Danae White, pageant queen's director of the Baltimore Festival in Fairfield County that supports Brockwell's claim. Ooh, here's some pictures. I want to see pictures. This is a picture. The caption reads, Abby Brockwell seated as crowned queen by Sarah Beck during the 2021 Bratwurst Festival Queen's pageant. So this is like what it looks like. This is the queen? This is her getting crowned queen last year. Oh, wait. She's a huge dork. What did you... Did you not I thought it was going to be like hot girls. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, am I whole like? I thought it was gonna be like pageanty looking girl. No, she's just a sausage queen. She's like a little glasses, little brown hair pulled back, like no makeup. I mean, she's like perfectly fine, but it just wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> you were expecting like Glamazon? I was expecting pageanty type girls. No, this is like a very serious sausage business. This is so stupid. <laughs> I'm just laughing too that she, like the audience was stunned when she didn't show up. It's like, really? They knew who it was? <laughs> like <laughs> this whole, this is such a weird world. I'm obsessed with this. Okay. See, this is like a um, Christopher Guest movie, right? <laughs> yes. Can you see it? Yes. I pictured this type yes. of setting for it. Jennifer Coolidge plays her mom. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer. It says White states that Brockwell's mother, Angie. This is the Jennifer. This is Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> her name is Angie. It's perfect. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge totally plays someone named Angie. Has she? <laughs> if she has not played someone named Angie before, I will be stunned. She she's a classic Angie. <laughs> she looks like an Angie. <laughs> she looks more like an Angie than a Jennifer. Oh my god, totally. White states that Brockwell's mother, Angie, asked if she and Abby could attend in an unofficial capacity as Abby and one of the outgoing Baltimore Festival court members had become very good friends. So this sausage queen just wanted to go with her friend to this Baltimore festival. In an unofficial capacity, she wasn't going to say, I'm the queen of sausages. Imagine the stress of having to be like, I'm not the queen. I'm not here as the queen. I'm not here as the sausage queen. <laughs> like everywhere you go, like make sure it's unofficial. But we all know I'm the sausage queen. <laughs> like low key. <laughs> White replied that they would be welcome to attend as as that court member's guest, but made it clear Abby could not wear her crown or sash and that she must pay both entries at the door. White provided photos to show Brockwell wearing a black dress, no crown, and no sash. The letter given to Brockwell on August 8th states that she violated contract rules requiring her to wear a dirndl and apron, crown and sash for all appearances, and broke another rule by being seen and photographed with the cell phone in her hand. <gasps> Wait a minute. Wait. So is the there festival, Durndal, the outfit, the little German outfit. Yeah, that's a little dress. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I'm what I'm gleaning from this is that the Buk Busiris Bratwurst Festival is mad that she went there without her official garb, that she wasn't representing herself as queen. I don't think she was allowed to wear that anywhere else. It says the letter given to Brockwell on August 8th states that she violated contract rules requiring her to wear a dirndl and apron, crown and sash for all appearances and broke another rule by being seen and photographed with a cell phone in her hand. Oh, I'm not quite clear what... They're mad at this girl. Look, they're, they're looking for anything. Because it seems like she wasn't allowed to be there in official capacity, but then if she did say she was the queen, she had to be dressed like a little German... Schoolgirl or whatever she's supposed to be. <laughs> Another rule states the royalty travel chairperson is to handle travel arrangements and that attendance of events must be approved by the royalty committee advisor. I can't with them using royalty. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's like, come on, guys. Do you want to see the newly crowned yes, queen? Yes, absolutely. Okay, this is newly crowned Queen Hannah Feldman Center sits with her court. Abigail Martin left and Emily Goldfuss. So the queen is in the These center. names. I love them. We got to make this movie. Emily Goldfuss. <laughs> oh, see, these are all blonde, little blonde, pretty pageanty girls. 
They seem more pageant-y than the other one, don't they? I like a little the, bit. I like the dorky queen. I do too, but I'm wondering if there's some shenanigans. Ooh. Like they want one of these girls. Is one of these girls the um sheriff's daughter? No, the sheriff's daughter is She was last she's, year. She's affiliated with the Baltimore Festival. Oh. Or no, she's the princess. She's that's the right, sausage that's princess. Right. I didn't know you could have a queen and a princess at these things. Right. They have a whole court, really, the jester. It's royalty. They sausage have royalty. The sausage jester, the sausage duke. I'm just surprised these girls can feel comfortable taking the crown from Abigail. She doesn't seem like she did anything wrong, but I'm glad she's suing. I'm totally glad she's suing. Here's the final paragraph. When asked what the Brockwells would like to see happen if the board were to decide that it aired, Wade said she wasn't sure. How can you write this wrong, Wade said. The first is in getting the board to recognize that they took a drastic action that was very damaging to Abigail Brockwell, was not warranted, and was based on a false belief. I think she'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know what she's going to be. I mean, look what happened to Vanessa Williams. It all worked out for her when she got her crown taken. That's true. It actually probably was better for her that it happened. Yeah. Yeah. so hopefully Abigail, she'll have her own colors of the wind one day. <laughs> Save the best for last. Save the best for last. I hope Abigail Brockwell goes on to do great I things. I want her to get her revenge. Or, I, yeah, or this could turn into a great horror movie. Absolutely. We I'm should into write this it. movie. Copyright. Copyright Queen of the Bratwurst. Queen of the Bratwurst. <laughs> this is me and Desi's movie. Okay. Okay. Great. Wow. That turned into a great story. Our next story, this is weird. I don't know why I saved this one. This is from the Washington Post. Missouri School District revives paddling to discipline students. <laughs> You're really des- getting Scraping desperate. The bottom of the <laughs> doing school stories. Paddling. To bring back the paddle. That's like from The Simpsons, right? That one old guy who loves to paddle. Remember him? Yeah. The really old guy. Which one? He's really old. He's not Grandpa Simpson. He's not Mr. Burns. No, he's Oh, oh yeah. He's the one who lives in the old folks' yeah. home. Bring the paddle. Bring the paddle. <laughs> yes, with the beard. Yes. I love him. I don't know his name. Yeah, I don't know his name but either. But he kind of pops up every once in a while. Yeah, he's Grandpa's friend. Yeah. From the old folks' he home. He loves to paddle. A school district in southwest Missouri is bringing back a measure it last resorted to over two decades ago to address disciplinary problems, spanking students. Mm. Classes started Monday for the 1,900 students at Cassville School District, about an hour west of Branson and some 15 miles from the Arkansas border. During open house, families were notified that the school board had adopted a policy in June allowing, quote, the use of physical force as a method of correcting student behavior. Parents were handed forms to specify whether they authorized the school to use a paddle on their child. In my opinion, the ship has sailed about paddling kids in school. We're not going back to that. Right, right. Like, I'm sorry, that period is done. Like, we're you over. Can't, we can't go back to that. No. Uh, it's weird. It's weird now. Like even if you believed in it back in the day and want it to happen again, you just can't go back on certain things. Why would you need to bring back paddling in school? Who, who wants this? Do you know what I mean? Is this something the parents were asking for? 
I just like, it's too weird for me. I have no idea. It says in Cassville, staff members will employ reasonable physical force without a chance of bodily injury or harm in the presence of a witness. A teacher or principal must also send a report to the superintendent explaining the reasoning behind the punishment. What exactly constitutes reasonable physical force is unclear. At this time, we will focus on educating our students. However, he told the news leader that younger students could receive one or two paddle swings, while older students could get up to three. What does that have to do with anything? This is so weird. Imagine paddling a 16-year-old. I'm sorry. (laughs) With a witness in the room. This is so weird. It's just so weird. I'm sorry. You can't. I disagree with this. This is wrong. I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to see if any, uh, if this, this seems like something that's going to not go over and not happen. But that's what I'm saying. I can imagine beyond the damage, beyond the psychological damage that getting paddled at your school would do to your kid. Right. What if you were the one kid whose parents were like, yeah, paddle our son. We don't care. And then all the other kids would know you're the kid. Dude, your parents let you get paddled. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're not going to do it in front of other kids. But they right? still know you're going yeah. to the room to get paddled. Do you need a witness? Like, <laughs> just like, this is yeah. wrong. Don't do it, guys. Come on. Um, our last story is from People Magazine. Wow. Several people. <laughs> from Washington Post to People Magazine. <laughs> this, is, this is not funny. Okay. I shouldn't laugh. I oh, okay. Well, just because have... it's from People to be serious. <laughs> they have a whole human interest section, Desi. They have very sad stories. Several people injured after malfunction on six flags roller coasters. Christ. Oh, I saw this story. <laughs> this is so scary. It's very scary. The roller coaster El Toro was previously temporarily shut down last summer following a partial derailment. You know what? Just shut it down forever if that's the case. How do you fix something like that? A partial derailment. Ugh. I mean, I love roller coasters, but I every once in a while when I'm on one, I think of this shit, and it's like, I, this could be the one. Right. You don't know. You don't That's know. why it's so fucking scary. A Six Flags roller coaster remained closed for inspection Friday after an incident Thursday night sent five people to the hospital. An accident on the El Toro roller coaster at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson Township, New Jersey, just before the park closed for the night, NBC4 reported. As the ride was concluding, something malfunctioned and injured multiple park goers who were on board, the outlet explained. The Asbury Park Press reported that while police presence was not requested at the scene, first aid teams and other first responders were dispatched to offer assistance. A spokesperson to the park told NBC4 that several people reported back pain and five were transported to the hospital. What happened? It's not saying what happened. I thought people f- flew off the roller. Did they just the get roller- jerked around? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, at least no one was seriously injured, but that has to be very scary. Wait right? a minute. Yeah, that's very scary. It's most of the injuries were considered minor. Those sent to the hospital had reportedly atta- obtained bumps and bruises. According to Six Flags website, the roller coaster, which reaches a top speed of 70 miles per <laughs> hour, climbs nearly 19 stories high for a drop and 176 feet at a 76-degree angle, making it the steepest drop on a wooden-style roller coaster in the United States. Ooh. 
Wooden. So it's one of those wooden coasters. It's that rickety. Are, the thing about those wooden coasters, I would think they're very cool. But the thing that's crazy about them is like that technology has remained the same since like 1890. They haven't updated it. It's well, I don't just, know if that, about that. No, Desi, it's true. <laughs> I swear to God, there was this roller coaster at Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk when I was a kid. And it was like a well, very... Well, those boardwalk ones, they're definitely scary. Yeah. This has got to be a little bit crazier to have that kind of drop. Okay. The Six Flag ones, probably a little more high tech. But yeah. the ones on the boardwalk, they've, oh, yeah. they've been there since the 1800s. No, those ones are scary because technically they're not that frightening as far as drops and speed go. But the thrill comes from the fact that you know it could collapse at any moment. Because <laughs> they're so goddamn rickety. You can like hear the boards creak on them yeah. sometimes. Like I'm yeah. just saying it's the same technology they've used. I'm like more scared of those than I am of the scariest Six Flags roller coaster. Mm. I don't like Six Flags. It's like a vibe that's not me. Because it's kind of like... Uh, thrill. It's just like, it seems like also a very teenager thing. I mean, people love it and adults still love it to this day. And like, I've throughout my life had multiple friends who have like, let's go to Six Flags. And I'm like, no. I, I just, definitely liked it more when I was like, younger, but now like thinking of going to the Six Flags in Ventura, wherever that is, like we always, I always Valencia. pass it. Valencia. Uh, I'm just kind of like, no. It just has a vibe of like, let's get drunk or on acid or like whatever and go there fucked up and go on scary roller coasters. Here's the thing about Six Flags. It's not pretty to look at. No, there's no world created like at Disneyland where you're like seeing cute little whatever. It's just concrete. Yeah. And it's like very fluorescent. Yeah. It's It's like, like that's where you buy all those like fluorescent necklaces. It's just like bad aesthetics. Yeah. I don't like it. It's purely to go on these rides. And I don't like the rides. It's literally all thrill rides. That's it. Yeah. I need so, the baby ride. They don't have that there. I like to take a little break. Yeah. Go on Snow White. Right. <laughs> right. Take a little, just where you sit down. You want some air conditioning. You go into the tiki room. Then you go on Space Mountain. You break it up. You always go yeah. air conditioning. If you want the air conditioning, you go to tiki room or you go to Haunted Mansion. Yes. Yeah. For the little break from the heat. Even like pirates can be a nice chill. Pirates is a nice it's breeze. It's dank. It's very <laughs> dank in there. It's very <laughs> chill. The humidity level in Pirates of the Caribbean. It's that, 100%. It's 100% humidity <laughs> level in there. I swear to God, I've walked, I've walked in there with straight hair, come out <laughs> with, with a 3C wave no, going. No, it is crazy. It's crazy damp. It's so damp You're kind of like, I could get something in here. Like walking pneumonia. I don't know. <laughs> like if something, can, some kind of infection can happen just from breathing in this air. There are spores inside of the Pirates of the Caribbean that like are ancient. Yeah, they are. They're ancient spores. They're, I know science. <laughs> I know what I'm spores. talking about. Spores can be ancient. Right? That's a thing. <laughs> Who knows? I be- It sounds logical to me. That part where you go by the uh, banjo player. In the oh, beginning yeah. of it the just, ride. It just smells too. But it's well, like, first, not, it's not necessarily bad, well, first, but it's something. First, you go by everybody eating at the Blue Bayou. And yeah. First, so, first, you smell like pork chop. Yeah. Have you ever eaten at the Blue Bayou? I, I've ordered the pork chop at the Blue Bayou. Oh, really? 
I got such a bad meal there. I actually returned it. What? Yeah. You returned a meal? It was that unedible. <laughs> I couldn't. I was I, like, I'm sorry. I'm not paying $45 for this. That's the thing about the Blue Bayou that was like the most disappointing thing in my life. I was so excited. Me got, too. Because that's like the one place at Disneyland you have to make a reservation. Right. So you get you make your reservation. You go there and you're like, wow, this is like a fancy because we're eating at the beginning of the Pirates ride. It's a it's, it's a great location. It it's has beautiful. those little fireflies happening. Yeah. Those lanterns are beautiful. Yeah. The food is terrible. The food is awful. They it's, need to upgrade the food yeah. there. I think you just got to figure out what you... I just ordered wrong. I probably should have got something like chicken tenders or something. Like, Yeah, I got the yeah. pork chop and it was really tough. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. It was not good. And I was really... I just remember being very disappointed because the location is so pretty. Honestly, I would have never done it at a real restaurant, but with Disneyland, I was like, fuck it, I'm not, I'll return this and they're going to do it because I'm a guest. <laughs> I'm a guest in this theme park. It's true. They would. They would uh, anywhere it. else, I would have sucked it up and just left and like even given a huge tip or whatever. Yeah. But it was at Disneyland. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not paying for this. You already got me for $100 worth of food by this point already. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knowing you, you got like. Oh, yeah. I spend a ton of money. Money is no object for me when I go to Disneyland. I'm just like, I'm paying for it. Yeah. I'm I'm doing it. Right. I'm going to spend more at Disneyland than I ever do at a fancy restaurant. Ever. And it's going to be churros, corn dogs. <laughs> like, and sometimes a locker rental. Oh, I've never done I've that. I've done a locker rental before when I had too much shit. Oh. Like I bought shit. Oh, I usually wait till the end. I usually do too, but... I didn't even know you could rent a locker. You can rent a locker oh, there. Oh, damn. That's it's nice. It's like by Main Street. Or it's like by... Um, right. Yeah. Okay. I'll anyway, keep that in mind. I, just in case you ever like, it was one of those days where it was like, oh, it's hot now here, and I have this big bulky jacket. Like, yes. it was one of those situations yeah. where I needed a locker. This is really interesting. We should take a break. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. So I finished For All Mankind this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Great season finale. It was epic. I was very, it was, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that word it and it epic. came out because I was like, I don't want to say epic. And then I just couldn't think of anything else. You know what? Epic is so stupid to me. I hate that word, it's, but it's like, it, I couldn't think of anything it's else. Fine. So forgive me. It was. <laughs> it, it's, it, a, it's intense. It was a great season finale. And I was very shocked to find that there was a mixed consensus on that than season three in general. I thought season three was my favorite season. Oh, really? I loved it. I mean, here's the thing. I like all the seasons. All the seasons are good. I just really, I don't know, maybe I was just really amped, like, because I really knew all the characters You really also well. watched it quickly? Yes. I, I do feel like how you watch a show really, um, it, so it really changes your perspective, right? Yeah. I, I mean, well, yeah. I, I thought season three was just as good. I mean, I I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if people even really feel things or they're just like, now's the time we have to pretend it wasn't as good. (laughs) Like there's just these arcs you have to fill. Like the first two seasons were good, but this one's not as good. It's like, okay, did you hear someone say that? Or do you actually feel that? I liked it. I like all the seasons. It's perfectly fine. I think it's a good show. I, as I said last week, I really enjoy these alternate history type stories. And I think this... I think what makes this alternate history TV show and storytelling so effective is because it's so grounded in reality that when intense things happen, it feels really intense because it feels like it's backed up by science. Yeah. Also, I like that the alternative history isn't like the dominant factor. Right. It's sort of background. It's background. Yeah. It's not like... 
sometimes alternative history can be like a nod and a wink, like get it because this person, you know what I mean? It's like that's sort of in the background. That's it. But it's real enough that it's like this could have happened or this seems like it happened. Well, the the alternate history informs the space race, which is still continuing on and it informs other things, certain things in the story, but it's like not, yeah, it's not like subplots. There's definitely, uh, well, I'll talk to you more about it because I don't want to spoil things, but there's definitely like some, one storyline I was kind of like bored with and I hated yeah. when it would go to that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about I that. I bet we had, I bet. <laughs> and it's typically a type of storyline I would be interested in, but I just don't care about this character at all. So yeah. I was kind of like, I don't care. Go back to space. <laughs> Whereas I, normally I'm, I'm like into the drama or the personal dramas. And this one yeah. I was not into. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good show. I'm glad you finally watched it. Yeah. Because uh, I figured you would like it. We both really enjoyed it and we both were like, as soon as the last episode of season three ended, we were like, ah, we wanted I more. I think there's one more season coming. No, I read that they're doing seven seasons. Really? Were they going to go into the future? Because <laughs> at this point, they're like skipping decades each season, right? Like They've always been skipping decades. Right. So how much, I mean, we're already in the 90s. Yeah. Right? Yes, we're in the 90s. So like seven more, three more or four more seasons... Unless they slow it down, it's going to be like past where we are now, right? I just saw people on Reddit talking about how they were expecting seven seasons. Okay. Or they wrote it for seven seasons. Oh. See, I thought I heard that next was the last season. Here's what I... Here's what... Now, they use all the same... Like, the characters that we follow... The show starts in 1969, and it goes throughout... Till like 1974 in the first season. Right. Right? So those characters who are the main characters are still main characters. But they're aged. But they're aged. And obviously the actors are like 20 years younger. Than what they're playing. Than what they're playing. This past season. This past season. So I'm like, are they just going to keep aging these? Like, they're going to die eventually. Well, because now, like, let's say the lead Ed, he must be like in his 60s. Yes. So he could technically be alive for season four. Right, depending how far ahead they go. Well, they're going to the two thousands for so season he would four. be like in his seventies. I just wonder what that makeup's going to look like. Yeah. It's just funny to me because he's still hot. He's still hot. Yeah, he's very hot. Um, I like. I love Ed. I do too. I trust Ed with my life. <laughs> I would trust Ed with my life too. You always kind of like when Ed's flying the ship. You're like, okay, it's we're fine. good. We're good. He's going to fucking land. Yeah. He's that good. Right. <laughs> he's the best astronaut out there, even though he's in his 60s. Okay. But now, I ha- now I'm like thinking of things because I kind of basically watched this show alone. Yeah. So now I'm like, wait, I have so many things to tell you or ask you about. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to do it on uh, right okay, now. Okay. Well, I recommend it. It's on yeah, Apple Plus. Go it's watch good. it. The other show... <sighs> There's no other show. There is the dragon show. Oh yeah, we watched House of the Dragon and we loved it. So we're I need to watch it after we do this. When I go home, I'm going to watch it. The second episode. Yeah, because it came out today. Yeah, I tried to watch it last night. I was like, maybe they dropped it because sometimes they show yeah. it's there and it's like this will drop at five forty nine, whatever it yeah. is. And I was like, no, just don't put up the fucking thing. <laughs> Because <laughs> oh, I got well, excited last week. We last mini episode we talked about how excited we were for the new Game of Thrones show. 
And we were both, we texted each other after we watched it. And we were like, yes, it's good. It's very good. It's just what we wanted. Yeah. Very satisfied with it's, that first it's episode. It's that type of show. It is what it is. You either want it or you don't. And we want and it. we want it. We <laughs> want it. We want it. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to watch that. No, I'm not watching anything else. There's just nothing on. That I'm rewatching like. Sharp Objects. I told Rachel. Great show. If you haven't seen that, you gotta. It's, it's so, so good. good. So I I like to fall asleep to things. So often I'll just pick things I've seen, and it's yeah. like okay if I fall asleep. But this one's really good. It, it actually kept me up. Uh, so I love that. I actually I I got the book. The sharp oh, o- yeah. sharp objects. Is that the Gone Girl author? Yes, she writes some bangers. Yeah, she that's writes like a, bangers. That's like a. She's like way better than Dan Brown. I agree. I agree. <laughs> like if you're gonna write bestseller type books, you got to do her style. It's the best. There's another movie that she is based on a book that she wrote. It's with Charlie's Theron, and it's very good too. It's like the same. It's like always the same vibe. Yeah. It's like a woman in trouble. And she's kind of broken. And she's a broken woman, and there's lots of dark twists and turns. It's with Charlie's Theron. Fuck, what is it called? People are yelling. People are yelling at us. It wasn't very, like, a big, but it is good. Okay. Well, I'll look. I like that lady. The girl in the train. I like that one, too. Did you ever see that? The girl in the train? That's which one, one of is her that? others. Wait, which one is that? Who's in that? Emily Blunt. Oh, I heard that movie was not as good, though. They're lying. Okay. You know they're lying, Desi. <laughs> I liked it. I saw it in the theater. Okay. I'll, Maybe I'll it wasn't it. as good, quote unquote, but it it's I think you'll be entertained by it. Okay. I'll watch it. I enjoy I, I like that type I of enjoyed movie. We're it. just talking about that's what we want. Sharp objects type shows. Right. Or behind her eyes. Or what was the other one? What's the one with Lily Rob? In the bayou. She's <laughs> there's this show that came out last year on Netf- on Amazon and it's with Lily Rob and she's in the bayou. And, and she's she's, like, she had some fucked up thing happen to her. She was like formerly convicted murderer, but she's not in jail anymore. She's innocent. And she's innocent. She was coerced Is by her boyfriend. Is it supernatural? It's not supernatural, okay. but it's death. <laughs> but there's some like surrealism at play, I feel okay, like. Because she I has dreams like, or something. It's really stupid, but great. Yeah. So that's what we want more of. We, Hollywood, come on. Get on it. Desi and I just want broken women... Doing irresponsible things. There's a thriller element. And there's a thriller. It's not a comedy. And there's some dangerous there's men. Da- there's a dangerous hot man. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you don't know. You don't know to trust him. Yeah. He's hot, charming, but is he also evil? We don't know. <laughs> we want that That's character. We also want a... Um, and they're played by like Mark Michael Vartan. Yes. <laughs> Bring him back. It's Bring like him he's back. really hot, but there's something sinister about him. Bring Michael Vartan back. <laughs> Do you know he's Jewish? What? Yes. No wonder I like him. I thought he was French. Vartan. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I think, I only learned this like a year ago. That's I, cr- I didn't know that. I like I was looking at his Wikipedia. I have no idea why. Oh my god! I think because he was in one of these shows. He, okay, he is French, but he's also Jewish. French Jew. Obviously, Jews can be French. I know that. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, it says, Michael's paternal grandfather was of Armenian and Bulgarian descent. 
while his paternal grandmother was Hungarian Jewish. Wow. His mother is Polish Jew- Jewish. Damn. So he's Jewish on both sides. Wow. So, yeah. He's that type of actor. You know when you see him? He's hot. He's super hot. He was in Never Been Kissed, right? That's right. He plays the teacher. <laughs> I, I recently watched that movie and I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was the, I'm trying to look at like the TV show he was in. He's in, what's, Re- oh, Rectify. Do you know what I tried to watch is Justified. Oh, I've tried to watch that a hundred times. here's the thing about Justified and I'm sure it's good. The only FX show I've ever been able to get into is Sons of Anarchy. I I have tried to watch Sun, I've tried to watch Justified so many times <laughs> I, and I don't even dislike it I no. just I just always forget to rewatch like watch it Here's the thing and this is probably more to do with me than FX but there's a vibe with FX shows that aren't Sons of Anarchy that is very difficult for me to get sucked into I do like I do like some of the Ryan Murphy stuff like I'll watch those things I'm that talk- are usually on FX. I'm talking about the like broy ones. Yes, like there's the a lot shield, of broy stuff, like the Shield <laughs> and uh, Justified. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Where it's like a little. This, it's a male centric network. It's like a little except new for metal. the Ryan Murphy, Murphy it's like stuff. A little, it's new metal. It's like a little. I, I can't describe it. If you like corn. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love the the shows on FX. <laughs> I feel I like know. it's like the Venn diagram of new metal listeners. And I like and that actor Walter Goggins, and he's always oh in, yeah, he's in all of those shows. That's the best part of that opening episode because I've watched that opening scene like literally fifteen times because like, I'm like well maybe I'll <laughs> Just- try Justify again, but I remember nothing, so I have to rewatch the pilot. But Walter again. Goggins yeah. is in the pilot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I agree. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever do it. It's we'll just see. not for me. I love that actor too. Um, I do too. I like guy. T- what's his name? It's, oh God, it's slipping my mind. It's not Timothy Oliphant. It's, it's the Bullock. other one. It's the other guy. Oh, Oliphant. Is it Timothy Oliphant? I think so. It is Timothy Oliphant. Oh man. I always get him and that other guy confused. The guy who was in the Britney Spears music video. <laughs> <laughs> From the 2000s. What was his name? I don't know. Steven Dorf. Oh, Steven Dorf. Not that they don't even look alike, but I get them. My, they cross reference in my brain. But not, it's like, I get it. Do you get it? I do. I would have never put that together. But they don't look alike. No. But they have like the same spiky hair. Yeah. And it's sort of like the blonde that's not really bright. It's kind of beige. Like yeah, like you. It's wouldn't, a neutral blonde. Like you wouldn't call them a blonde, but you wouldn't call them a brunette. No, they're like dark blonde. They're blonde. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're really on one today. Uh, so yeah, I don't even remember how we started talking about this. Oh, Michael Vartan. Yes, more shows with Michael Vartan. <laughs> I'm just okay, but what's rectify? That's like a prison, something with prison. Rectify is an American television drama series exploring the life of a man after he's released from prison after 20 years on death row. Hmm. Oh, I also tried to watch this. (laughs) I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And you know, I should. I just, it wasn't for me. No. I tried to, because I was like, there's two shows that end in (laughs) Fi that I heard people (laughs) talk about. 
justify and rectify. Yeah. It's too many fies. It's too many fies. Um, okay. They're bringing back Allie McBeal. Did you watch that what? show? They're bringing it back. Why? Well, not like with Callista Flockhart, but they're rebooting it. I mean, I definitely watched Allie McBeal, yeah. but I wasn't like a Beal head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. I don't know. A Beal <laughs> That's what they called them. <laughs> I do remember Robert Downey Jr. was yes. on it. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. So I never watched it, but I did catch a few episodes because my mom was into it. I'm literally crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when Robert Downey Jr. had his arc on Robbie, Mc... Robbie McBeal. Robbie McBeal? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Because, because <laughs> my mom goes, he just got out of prison and he looks so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like his big comeback. His big comeback, and I just remember being like, "Wow, that's so inspiring!" Like he's on Elliot McBeal. I remember when he was in prison, I and I was like, "I'm gonna write him in prison." I used he was. I was so like, hot. "He's so hot," and I was like, "I'm gonna like win him over." Yeah, I was like, "Love, love before love." <laughs> I was like, "Me who literally mocks every woman who tries to date people in prison." Had a big scheme but if you're to, gonna- to woo Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> by sending him letters in prison. Uh, no, I remember when he got on that show. The thing I always remember that is that I, it might have been like his opening scene. He sang Joni Mitchell's yes, River. Yes, he also sang. He sang. He was on the piano yes, singing yes. Joni Mitchell's River, and I was like, "This is the most beautiful yes. song I've ever heard." <laughs> it was like so good, and I was like, "I'm in love with him." Mm. He was. He's hot. He's, he's so hot. really hot. Really, uh, he's got like a vibe. He's to really him. hot. But yeah, that was a definitely not a great period. I mean, his comeback was good. Was, I, I'm such a. Des- I love that he had a comeback. Ugh. I just like. I like. Well him a deserved. Lot. I liked him literally my whole life. I feel like because he was in all those movies. In yeah, the like teen those movies. classic movies. Less than zero. Yeah, less than zero is just an. I always liked him too, and I do remember being like, "That is an inspiring story." I just think there were certain actors that I always felt like deeply like connected to. <laughs> he is one of them and like River Phoenix is another one too. Yeah. I just like yeah. them so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> well, if your you mom know, was right. My mom was right. <laughs> Look at him. He <laughs> prison did him well. <laughs> I do remember he did, there was like a magazine cover he did like right when he got out and he was just rough looking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, geez, that story was what a wild. Life. He's had a life. He's had a lot to deal with. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, so, so Allie McBeal, coming so back. coming back. <laughs> it's coming back, yeah. but not with Callista Flo- Yeah, I was like reading about it, and then I did like a whole deep dive onto like. Is it a new Allie McBeal? I don't know, but I'm almost positive Callista Flockhart. It, it's like not. How do you even call it Allie McBeal if she's not in? <laughs> Maybe it's like her daughter. Okay. I don't know. Or yeah. like her protege. I mean, it's just a weird choice to continue calling the show <laughs> after a character that's not on anymore. I could be totally right. wrong. I feel like I vaguely heard this too, but I don't know any of the details. I just can't imagine like 
like like if they get her if she's back on it like is Harrison Ford going to guest star? I don't know. They're still married. Yeah, he's fucking old. He's still hot. Like it is shocking though when it's, you hear his age. I know. <laughs> I, know. I agree with you. I'm still attracted to him. Yeah. But then you're like, he's 86. Like, right. like whatever, yeah, whatever. It is, he's like in his 80s. <laughs> he's like, like almost, that is he's old. almost 80. He's almost 80. Oh, he is? Okay, maybe on. I'm thinking of Dustin Hoffman because I recently saw his age. I was like, that's fucking old. Yeah, it's like when I found out Kurt Loder was like 75. Yeah. Ha- Harrison Ford is 80. Okay, he is he's 80. 80. That is old. He's, like 80, you were officially old. You're old then. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, no, I'm not being rude. That's a fact. <laughs> it's a, when you're 80, you're old. I agree. I just think that is, I, it's crazy that he looks so hot still. I yeah, mean, he's older hot. Because I've been in love with him my whole life. Ugh, I mean, he's just so hot. That is like just. The hottest thing you can do is see an old picture of him when he's a carpenter. Oof. From like the 70s. <laughs> it's just like, what? It's just, mwah. it's crazy. It's like, how is that possible? How is that possible? He's so fucking hot in those pictures. And his personality makes him even hotter, just that he's such a like. He just needs to stop crashing planes, though. No, I honestly. <laughs> like, now that we know he's 80, it's like, come on. I almost respect it, though, that he's like crashed every single flight he's ever gone I kinda on. I kind of respect it. As long as no one else has been hurt. No one else gets involved. No one else has been hurt yet. So that's okay. As far as I know. <laughs> Unless he paid them off or something. <laughs> but it's like, you're 80. Come on. You got to stop flying those small planes. <laughs> Especially if you're a celebrity. It's well, just like. <laughs> what would you do if you were on a commercial flight and they were like, our guest pilot today is Harrison Ford. I would get off. I'd get off that plane. <laughs> I would. There's no way. <laughs> I'm, it's not, I'm not going to be like a Sully situation. <laughs> maybe it would be good. If I, as long as I know I'll survive, then maybe I'd, do, I'd go him. through it. Yeah. And we have to like <gasps> survive together. But, but, but could you imagine him making the announcements? He would be like. His voice is hot. Yeah. But he would be so like begrudgingly making like. He's we, just like. His we, vibe we, might have, just, we might have refreshments. He's like. Yeah. You gotta. You always. I always like celebrities who seem like they don't care, even though they probably are celebrities and, and very. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just seems like he's not a celebrity, even though I know he is. He's like down to earth. Seeming. Do you remember the cover of him on People magazine when he like in the nineties when he was sexiest man alive and it was when he debuted his earring. Yeah, like when that's he, his one flaw. I, <laughs> Sometimes I, I see that earring and I get mad. I like the earring. I don't like it. I do remember being shocked by it as a kid. I just want to know what's going on there. I would love to hear the <laughs> whole story. Suddenly he gets <laughs> yeah, the earring. Suddenly he gets the earring. So now we know in the 90s he's actually already in his 60s. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> he gets a fucking stud. It was here. Like yeah. There's was, also like a hanging one sometimes. A <laughs> it's it like was a like a little silver hoop, wasn't it? I don't remember. He's had a few earrings. Few it's one of those styles. things you see. You're like, oh, he's so hot, and then he turns to that <laughs> earring side, and you're like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's just very odd on him. I, it's it's I, like, I it like is kind of cool because it's on him. It just seems so out of character. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Harrison Ford earring. Oh God! I need to see. We seem drunk. Dude, I swear to God. I uh, I love the earring. 
I love, I honestly, I unironically love the earring because it's shocking. It is shocking. I love it in a way, <laughs> but then sometimes I'm, I am kind of like, come on. I'm sometimes scandalized by it. Yeah. I, it's weird like, for it's me. It's almost vulgar on him. It, it, there's just something about it that's so weird. It is almost right. <laughs> it doesn't. Like, I am very conflicted about it. I am too, which is why it's like... It's part of what makes him hot is because he's such a weirdo. He is a weirdo. I and think that's I think that's it. There is a he seems so normal in many ways, but he is absolutely a weirdo. And I want to make it perfectly clear. Being a man and having an earring is not weird at all or even unusual and hasn't been for many many decades. It's the fact that it's there's something about Harrison Ford specifically having an earring. I can't and the fact that he got it. it so late in life. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like also he just did it and never mentioned he it. Never <laughs> like about that's it. what's kind of funny to but me too. Else did. It's like you can't just do that. You got to tell us. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. He did change it. He up. just never did it. tell <laughs> us <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> Like my daughter and I went and got did this together. Whatever. I don't even know if he has a daughter. Like, whatever. He's had a few different. You styles. gotta hand it to Callista Flockhart though for bagging him. Like, oh, geez, she nailed she it. She fucking she won. She did win. She did win. She did. Ally McBeal bagged Harrison Ford and Fucked pretty off. much doesn't work anymore. No, but by choice, I'm sure. Yeah, she's like bye. She won. She like she that's won. what you got to do. Become a star, get a hot guy, and leave the business. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fly with your husband. Don't fly. That's that's funny though cuz she never is on She's the planes never with. On the plane. <laughs> so why should we do what she refuses to? <laughs> He's never on those planes. I will be upset if that will be the one celebrity couple that breaks up that I will be sad about. Yeah. Cuz they've be, been together for so long. I just want that weird couple to stay together. It is a weird couple. I like that weird couple. It's kind of a weird couple. Yeah. Out of all the people, no one saw that one coming. Nobody saw that one coming. <laughs> because like, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. What'd you eat? Well, we went to Bone Cattle. Yeah. Tonight. You got to go. We did. It's in Pasadena. I happened to be in Pasadena for an engagement this evening. Mm-hmm. And so Desi and I had plans to do the mini episode and I said, hey, why don't you pick me up after this thing and we go to our favorite restaurant in Pasadena, which is Bone Kettle. Yeah. Honestly, Bone Kettle is probably like, Bone Kettle is definitely in like my top five restaurants in LA. Yeah, me too. I love it. It's It's so good. It's a variety of Southeast Asian food. So you get some Indonesian, Filipino. We had Filipino tonight. We had lumpias. Mm -hmm. You get, there's some Thai stuff. There's the bone broth. Vietnamese inspired, like it's just like a very great melange of different Southeast Asian flavors. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So we went there. We had, um, of course, fried appetizers. We had our two fried appetizers. We had lumpia and we had our favorite crispy garlic prawns. We had papaya salad. It was really good. They do a great papaya salad. It's really good. It's one of my favorites. I got the fried rice with steak. You got lobster, really good lobster noodles. With chili sauce on uh, That sauce Great. was good. And then um, they sent us some, some extra stuff. We that was really good. scallop crudo. Oh, that was good. I love crudos with like those chilies. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good. 
And then a seafood stew mm. that was really that, tasty. Uh, yeah. The, that, that had some good flavors, too. It had too. some really good shellfish in it, like clams, Their, The mussels. broth was really tasty, too. Yeah. They do um, a good broth. So, yeah. We didn't even... We couldn't even freaking eat it all. Luckily... It was so much... We, we both, like, hardly ate today knowing we were going to go here. Yeah. And, of course, got stuffed. Right. Almost instantly. <laughs> right. And the food... They actually brought another table over <laughs> to hold all our plates. <laughs> that was... That's like our signature move now. <laughs> yeah. if, we, if we don't have them bring over an extra two top next to us for our plates, we didn't order enough. No. <laughs> it was really, really delicious. And um, the thing, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but one of my favorite things about that restaurant is that they have such a variety of non-alcoholic beverages Yeah, that aren't just, it's not like soda. It's like, Interesting non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah, like tonight I had lychee dragon fruit. Yeah, because like they're lo- good. Because most places, like fancy, it's like lemonade type things. Maybe yeah. maybe there's one option on the menu for a non-alcoholic beverage. Right at like a nice restaurant, they have like at least five options, and they're all interesting. And why not do it? Because then you can get kids to buy them too. Yeah. Build up those checks. Build up <laughs> those five dollar drinks. I know, and they yeah. They also have my other favorite thing they have there is the uh, ume plum soda. Oh yeah, is really really yeah. good. It's so good. You gotta. I know Pasadena can seem intimidating, but it's really not. I love Pasadena. It's, I love. You can make a whole little trip out of it. There's yeah. tons of shops you can walk around. Yeah, there's a really good store there called um, the Gold Bug. I gotta take you there. Yeah, it's the best store. Yeah. It's so interesting. It has like an apothecary, a vintage apothecary vibe. When we go back for brunch, we'll do that yes. after. We'll go do, I'll take you to some good shops over there. Okay, good. It's really fun. And so we want to go to the brunch next. So we're planning that in a few weeks. Yeah. Because the brunch looks incredible. Right. Ugh. So we brought everything that we didn't eat home because we got a hungry man here. Yeah. He's going to eat it all. Hungry man. The He's best a- hungry man. Stouffer's. <laughs> <laughs> I... I- I texted Brendan like while we were wrapping up. I was like, "You better be hungry." Yeah, and he was so stoked. Yeah, he was so stoked. It's the best leftovers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. It's really I'm happy good. for him. So we had a great dinner. Mm-hmm. I also baked a peach pie yesterday, and I made a literally a, a gallon of rice pudding, the yeah. exact cozy shack Dude, replica recipe. It's so good. It tastes exactly like cozy shack. Which Rachel it. and I agree is the best rice pudding. It's so good. So yeah, I finally I finally landed on it. I've bought like a tub of their tapioca pudding before and just eaten it. I think it's really it's good. It's very easy to eat. Because it's like not that sweet. It's the perfect, it's the perfect creaminess. I don't know. It's just so easy to eat a ton of it. I think Cozy Shack is the only store bought pudding that I ever eat. And it's exceptional. It's really <laughs> it is good. So good. It's good. I, I told Rachel I've made rice puddings before that are probably more gourmet, but it was like not. It wasn't that it was bad, but it's like I want cozy shack. It's the only rice pudding I truly love. Yeah, and uh, I was able to replicate it. Yeah, I got. I love the internet for their fucking copycat recipes. Those cinnamon rolls I made. Oh yeah, were it's excellent. Like, yeah, that's what you want. It's like I want a homemade cinnamon cinnabon. Right. That's what I want. Right. I don't want it to be fancy with. Pecans. 
I want the fucking one. <laughs> like, right. Whatever. I want the- there's other good gourmet things, but sometimes you just want that one. Right. Um, so that yeah, flavor. this cozy shack was so good. It made a massive amount though. It's one of those things where it didn't seem like that much. Right. Um, and then it's just a huge mixing bowl of rice pudding I have now. Yeah. Just so massive. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We're going to end this episode and we're going to eat some of the peach pie I made because mm. we got to, look, you got to, I'm not eating any more of that tomorrow because I've spent the, the weekend eating you that. You can only do so much. Anyway, we'll see you later this week for our main episode. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Okay. All right. Bye. bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.